Welcome to Step Zero, where we learn about the people behind the amazing work that we see. How do they push through Step Zero and launch their passion projects? Today we have Aaron Su, who is a software engineer turned sushi chef apprentice. Listen to his story of how he completely changed careers and moved from San Francisco to New York City to pursue his passion for making sushi. Is there anything you're really excited about today, or yeah. just in general? Yeah. Um, well, so I work at a restaurant, like, and my hours are actually about fourteen hours a day. Usually, I get in at ten a.m. Then I get off around midnight. And even so, like on my off days, I spend a lot of time cooking for myself,、oh. and that's always really exciting because it always re- reminds me of why I got into this whole thing in the first place, which is to discover like new recipes, new ingredients, and then try to make them me, and then hopefully share it with other people, and you know, make them happy too. Is that kind of how you got started on、um, becoming a chef? Just you cooking at home, and then yeah, you well, discovering. You know, I'd like to do this uh-huh, uh-huh. every day. I started cooking just once I graduated college because my mom was like,、uh, "You need to learn how to fend for yourself. So you need to stop relying on all the you know software companies feeding you food. You need to like actually. You can't be eating Popeyes every day." I'm like, "Ah,、oh, darn." Right. <laughs> Uh, but eventually, I started.、Um, I was watching a bunch of YouTube videos and, of how to make sushi, and I was like,、oh, "Okay, I'll give it a try." And、um, I, I first started with just like making your basic rolls, and eventually, I was like,、oh, "Okay, I want to try to making、um, my favorite rolls at different restaurants I've had." So I copied their stuff. Then eventually, I kind of、uh, started getting my own ideas, and from there, it just kind of snowballed. I even、uh, created like a website for myself, kind of like、uh, not only as a portfolio to showcase my software abilities, but also just just to have a portfolio. And I actually eventually used it to、um, as a resume of sorts to to show different chefs in here in New York. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> going back, like you said, you have software skills. So uh-huh, uh-huh. you were previously an engineer, and was that something that you thought you would be doing, like? Um, you studied engineering in college. Did、mm-hmm. you think you know I'm happy being software engineer? Yeah, yeah. I I thought I was doing it forever. I interned kind of like as a programmer even in high school at NIH in Maryland, and then then I studied it in college. Did a bunch of internships. Worked in the Bay Area for five years at different companies. So I thought, you know, I thought I was, you know, gonna do. I was gonna be all software engineer for a while. But then when I landed this opportunity to be an apprenticeship, I was like, I'm gonna take it or else I'll regret it. You know? Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your restaurant called? Oh, Kosaka. K O S A K A. Okay. Okay. It's on Thirteenth and Seventh. Okay. So when was the first time you even thought about taking on、um, mm. a chef apprenticeship?、Mm-hmm. So when I was still doing sushi as a hobby, I think. When I was hosting a lot of my friends, I you know I would tell them about oh this this fish is this and this fish is that and you know this course is you know has has this kind of food、mm-hmm. it, these kind of ingredients but honestly I felt like I was just talking out of my ass I didn't really know what I didn't really truly know the meaning of what I was saying because I never had any of that formal training and I there are just a lot of cultural nuances that I knew I was missing it's not like you can just Look it up on the internet.、Yeah. It's really, I don't know. I find it really hard to just find those answers、mm-hmm. unless you know what you're looking for, right?、Mm-hmm. So, really, the only way to figure that that out is to learn under real Japanese chefs. So that's that's when the idea started coming in.、Mm-hmm. 
And then one time, it was actually in December 2017, I visited here in New York. I think New York City has the best sushi scene in all, all of the U.S. And I just kind of walked to different restaurants, visited a bunch of them, and handed them my shitty resume. <laughs> and then um, just said, hey, I, I, I like sushi. I do it as a hobby, but I'd like to be an apprentice. And I just went to different you know, mission caliber restaurants mm-hmm. and then shot kind of shot for the moon, you know? Mm-hmm. How'd yeah. that go? Um, it was decent. Uh, most of them never, no responses, but most of them, when I told them my story, I, I think I had to tell them my story that yeah. I was a software engineer wanting to be apprentice because otherwise they wouldn't uh, <laughs> pay me any attention, right? Um, but when I told them my story, they, they were all very, very interested. They were like, really? Why? Stop being a software engineer is like so much better. Why? Why do you want to yeah. become a sushi chef where the hours are very hard and uh, the work life balance is just insane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was the reason you gave them? I just said this is something that I've been thinking about for a very, very long time, and I showed them like the portfolio I mentioned earlier. It was it was kind of like a mental prep for to me. It was it's been something I've been preparing mentally for a very, very long time. What was the preparation? Like, what was part of that mental preparation? Like, what did you have to think about in order to get ready for the moment of, like, talking to them and really convincing yourself and convincing others Uh, 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 uh. that you were going to go down this path? Mm -hmm. I think just, um, I guess, showing passion. I wanted to show them that I knew more than the average customer who, you know, goes to, you know, goes to different sushi restaurants. So I showed them all the different pieces that I've made before. Such as like, oh, I've made this fish before. And the reason why I combined these ingredients was X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, I've actually had dinner at some of these places. I made sure to talk to the chefs as they were preparing and just kind of like um, ask them questions, not just about, oh, what kind of fish is this? But like, why, what is this sauce for? And what is that sauce for? And why would you combine those two? You know, uh, you know, I would do that in such a way that I don't pester right. them, right? But like, just kind of ask more uh, interesting yeah. questions and kind of get you know get a more interesting high, higher level conversation going so yeah. like was it from learning from all these chefs or as you're sitting there by the bar like asking them about the sauces mm-hmm. after learning all that is that what really gave you the courage to approach these restaurants and just give oh. your resume because i feel like that's so hard for anybody to just be like I'm a nobody, and uh-huh. I learned this uh-huh. all on my own, and I'm going to walk in and, like, try to ask for an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I guess I didn't really <laughs> think too much about that. I was kind of like, I, I'm not even from <laughs> here. I, I was like, in California. I lived in California, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. So I came to New York. I'm like, well, no one's going to know me, so who cares? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You so. just, like, take that plunge. And, yeah, yeah. So you were just visiting. And, I was just visiting. Um, you're like, might as well, because I know all these restaurants, and mm-hmm. I, I'd mm-hmm. love to learn from them. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, like, even just giving your resume and, like, not hearing back, how many did you have to go through, or mm-hmm. what was going through your mind? Like, oh, this isn't getting anywhere, or hey, this is fun. Uh, thankfully, I was only here for a week, so I couldn't apply for too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I went walked to around six to eight different restaurants. One, okay, well, I guess I was lucky that the first one that I applied to, uh, they asked me to come the next day for an interview. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I guess I, because I had one, I was like, okay, that's that's mm-hmm. fine. That's mm-hmm. you only need one, yeah. right? Um, so I, you know, talked to the chef. 
I guess I also, at least this this restaurant, I made sure to do a lot of research beforehand. So I watched videos of other people interviewing chef. I looked around at their social media, looked around at their website, because I think, especially these days, uh, for restaurants, it's a whole package, mm-hmm. right? Not only just what your restaurant looks like, but how do you handle social media? How do you get your name out there? What is the vibe and style that you want, you know, your just the re- idea of your restaurant to be? And I thought that, at least for them, I thought they did it very, very well. So I made sure to, you know, talk about talk about that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll take you in for an interview. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the interviewing process was pretty interesting. The first interview was just, you know, me getting to know the chef. He was just like, okay, who are you? And like, are you crazy? Maybe a little bit, but okay, not too crazy. Yeah. And uh, then he asked me to come in again. Um, this time they uh, asked me, he asked me to cut vegetables in front of all the other chefs because they wanted to see my knife skills, right? And I didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, okay, here's this uh, daikon, like root vegetable. Cut it as thin as possible. Right? Yeah. Just cut, 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 cut. And they like looked at it. They're like, no, that's, that's not very good. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, okay, don't worry. So they took all the radish, kind of like threw it to the side. Cucumber. I was like, oh, okay, I got cucumbers. Like, no problem. I've, I've done so many cucumbers, right? Cut, 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 cut. And they're like, nah, that's, that's not very good. Yeah. And they showed me like how thin they really wanted to be. And I was like, I was like blown away at that point. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think that was possible, you know? Um, but then they let, uh, the chef like sat me down and he was like, you know, that's, it's fine. You know, like these knife skills, they come, they come the more, the more you practice. Right. And, but the more important part is your passion and drive. Mm-hmm. And that's what he said. And I really resonated with that. You got the interview and went in and they're like, we'd like to train you. Mm-hmm. And so you moved here. Yeah. I moved here within, well, I visited in December. At the same time while I was visiting, I did get the apprenticeship. Then I moved at the end of January. So all of that was like uh-huh. within a month. Throughout this whole process, even like before you started walking into all these restaurants, did your family know or did your friends know? My family did not know. <laughs> I was visiting with a friend and I was telling him, I'm going to do this. Yeah. And uh-huh. then he's so, like, okay, go for uh-huh. it. I'll, I'll hang out outside the restaurant while you while you go talk with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. So when I got the apprenticeship, I think... The first people I told were my parents. I called my parents and I was like, hey, uh, so I'm going to, uh, I got a job at a sushi restaurant and I think I want to take it. And then they were like, what? <laughs> you know, they're like, So did, whoa, they, did whoa, they know whoa. about your hobby at all? Did oh, they know, okay. like They knew about my hobby because yeah. I always post pictures on Facebook. And, um, but they didn't know, know you wanted to do this like almost professionally. I did mention it oh, okay, to them. Okay, okay, plant the seed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I planted the seed uh, around September, uh, three months before I started applying. I was showing them uh, my website as I was developing it. And they were like, oh, this is cool. Like, what's it for, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like making this portfolio and just for myself, but also mm-hmm. as a resume to show chefs. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's cute. You know, we'll let you do whatever as long as you're working or something as long as you're not like goofing off right yeah so they didn't believe i would do it but when i actually did it they were like whoa no way no where did we go wrong yeah (laughs) was that like a really hard conversation at first yes 
Yeah. Did it take a while or were they just not convinced and or um, did I you just have to do it and they had to accept it? Uh, I guess maybe not to that point. It was um, I first let them know and then I and then they were of course they were really angry because they were like what the heck you have all these responsibilities you're just throwing it all away what about this what about that right and then actually i told them like the restaurant what it's called and like who the chef is um after like a heated discussion we you know stopped talking on the phone Mm -hmm. and then he my dad actually called me back and he was like okay it's it's not that bad (laughs) yeah yeah because he was scared that if i just went to like any sushi restaurant it would be it'd be kind of Maybe not worth the sacrifice, maybe to him, but because I told him I think I'm at one of the best restaurants in New York, he was really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And then my mom was took a little longer to accept it, but I think once she told all of her friends, all of our family friends, and everyone was super supportive. So I think that kind of convinced her to be like, okay, maybe this isn't too bad. Oh, yeah. Okay. Really props to my family, friends, parents for being so liberal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even even our some of our cousins in Taiwan, they were pretty cool about it too. They were like, "Yeah, that's that sounds awesome." And my mom was like, "Really?" I was also like, "Whoa, right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah." Because you know they're more conservative. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think just everyone else being supportive, honestly helped this conversation be a lot better. So I'm really grateful for that. Was there a reason why you chose specifically New York? I I think the sushi scene is the best around here. I also always wanted to live in New York City because, you know, I lived in the suburbs of Maryland and living in San Francisco and around the Bay Area, that was cool, but I think... It's not a big city. For yeah, you. it's not, yeah. not the big city. Yeah. So I was like, okay... If there's one place I want to live at, it'd be New York City. So mm-hmm. I think stars kind of aligned a little bit, and then I took the leap. And this was, was this like the only route that you're thinking of? You're like, I, okay, I'm going to get an apprenticeship, and then I'm just going to drop everything for that. Like, did you consider other paths? Because, you know, you could do engineering or like coding on the side, mm-hmm. or just as contract work, and then do your sushi like that was my plan at first to work at a restaurant but then also contract on the side but that's not working out at (laughs) all because um just the hours are too demanding and for me there's just so much to learn that uh i kind of feel there's there's a lot to catch up on even on my off days i'm still thinking about cooking and food all the time (laughs) yeah what made you really decide i'm just gonna go like 100 percent of my heart and the mind into being a chef Mm -hmm. because i'm sure it's hard literally doing a 180 in your career path Mm -hmm. or as objectively when everyone looks at you it's like well that's so different but in reality everything's like a part of you but yeah yeah just actually doing that leap like what did you have to do what did you have to convince yourself to do Um, i guess uh one thing is like make it worth it like if you're gonna do something like this if you don't give it a hundred then it's kind of wasting your not wasting your time but it's like right i think you're you know just not getting the most out of it right so i think from that perspective don't burn out obviously but like you should really give it your best as cliche as that sounds like you you really gotta just do your best because then otherwise you get as much as you put in. Is that yeah. the saying? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So how long has your apprenticeship been? It's been four months? Uh, three, months three months now. Almost past the three month mark. And um, 
it, it was a pretty rough kind of rough uh, transition, right? Yeah. Let's see. I started on February sixth, and actually February fourteenth, Valentine's Day is probably every restaurant's worst nightmare because mm-hmm. it's you know so packed. Yeah, so packed. So everyone's I'm just trying to get in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> reservations are everywhere because it's like everyone's on dates. Everyone wants wants everything to be perfect or yeah. whatever. So <laughs> Valentine's Day is basically the Black Friday of restaurants. restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my second week as on Valentine's Day was pretty bad yeah yeah because i was just so new yeah i was so nervous we changed our menu to accommodate for the sheer were you helping out with the cutting and yeah the cutting the um just preparing the dinners making sauces one of the entry level things that some sushi chefs go through is they clean fish oh yeah so it's like taking the scales off the fish and then Chopping out the heads, pulling out the guts. Yeah, yeah. It's a really. <laughs> do you have to do that? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So yeah, and you never, you that. never had to do that before. No, no. So because normally when you get at the market, it's all uh, yeah. flayed for you. You don't have to look at any fish heads or anything like that. Yeah, but it can get pretty messy. But I kind of thought that was really fun. <laughs> and all the chefs, all the people there were very supportive. Like, did they ever think, oh, okay, well you're doing that wrong? Or oh yeah, plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> But they are still, like, very patient. Uh, yes, very, very patient. Sometimes they are very strict, so yeah. it's like a tough love kind of deal. Yeah. Because I think that's a huge part of Asian culture, it's like yes. tough love. <laughs> yeah, 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 tough love, tough love. So it's like, <laughs> a lot of my chefs, they say that if they don't complain, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But they'll never say, like, or they'll very rarely say, good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you don't hear anything, you should assume You're doing that. well. I want to say doing well, just okay. Yeah, <laughs> making, yeah. Making it Making by. the cut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Valentine's Day week, that was tough. And was it tough just the pace of it? Or were you pace also just thinking, oh, am I really cut out for this? I definitely had those thoughts at first mm-hmm. because I, I just didn't know what I was doing. And everyone else, you know, they've been working at the restaurant for a while. So, well... One thing that actually really inspired me was just watching other people work. So I was like, wow, that is truly amazing how like, because our restaurant is small. We have three chefs, me, who's kind of useless at the time, <laughs> yeah, and then like a manager. Uh, so basically four people were serving 15 course meals for like 40 people, which is a lot, yeah. you know. Um, and that includes all these like supplements, you know, sushi, like every, every sushi piece is very precise. Because uh, people are taking pictures, everything needs to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I guess sushi chefs, they're in this interesting position because in a lot of Western kitchens, they're all in the back, right? Mm-hmm. You, you never, as a chef, you don't have to face the customer often. But sushi chef is both the front of the house and the back of the house because they're preparing food while engaging in conversations with customers, right? And I think watching them work is, is I think, is very fascinating, right? Because you can't, even if you're busy, you can't be rushing. Because uh-huh. if you're rushing, or you feel like you're rushing, or you feel nervous, and the customers in front of you also feel nervous too. Right? Uh-huh. They almost feel bad for yeah, like, asking for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, so being able to be very level-headed and just give off the impression that you know what you're doing. Well, I think mean, my chefs do know what they're doing. They do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, just like giving off the impression that they're calm and collected is, I think it's very, very hard to do. Yeah. yeah especially me, like... I work in the back, um, but I'm scrambling all the time, yeah. <laughs> You're the one that's running around. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so in this experience that we've talked about so far, what do you think was the hardest part? 
What do you think was the part that might have made you doubt going down this path and going back to becoming a software engineer or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the first hurdle was definitely moving out here because uh, I had a lot of stuff in California. You know, shipping stuff is very expensive, so I have to get rid of a lot of things. You know, just getting rid of a lot of things kind of like tugs away at you. So that was that was a lot. What do you think about that? What makes it a hurdle? The idea of leaving all your friends, idea of putting this life on hold or in the past. What do you think made it that hurdle? I guess it's just like, just the drive that I want to try this out for myself. Because I think no matter what happens, this experience will be something I'll remember for the rest of my life, right? And it's a very unique experience. And, you know, kind of like... And you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Um... Of course, I was starry-eyed, had lots yeah. of ambitions when I was first coming out here. But, you know, it was it was good to try all of that because now I can think of, like, at least being in the cooking industry in a more realistic way. Because before, I didn't know anything about it. I kind of underestimated a lot of things. But now I see, like, how hardworking people are and what the work-life balance And Yeah, it's a truly different world. So, yeah, it's been worth it. Um, the second, I think the biggest hurdle was... Um, after I stopped being the new guy, first you come in, you're really excited, jumping into the unknown. It's a very exciting phase, but then some of the harsh realities start coming in. So, for example, the physical exhaustion. I work 14 hour, hours a day standing and running the entire uh-huh. time. Well, not running, but like, like you know, seven, quickly, seven days a week? Five, five days a five week. Five days a week, yeah, 14 yeah. hours a day, standing mm-hmm. there. Or walking up and yeah, down stairs, yeah, yeah to, to get stuff. Yeah. So... The first hurdle is definitely physical exhaustion. Uh, if I work Tuesdays and Saturdays, Sundays is just like Sunday mornings, my legs are just, yeah. at least for the first few weeks. And then second comes is like mental exhaustion. Just being able to process all this new information that you have to remember. And um, I guess the third thing is like now, okay, so that's those are like the regular transitions into like a new job, just, you know, mental exhaustions and all. But now you have to start picking up skills that you normally wouldn't have to use elsewhere. Like what? Quick decision making, multitasking. When you put something on the pot, you gotta, you know, turn up the turn up the heat. But while while something's heating, you gotta go somewhere else and uh, start cutting the vegetables, uh-huh. right? And time it all right. Time it all right. Uh-huh. Yeah, because um, yeah, food is very unforgiving. Right. Because right. everything has like a window. If you miss that window, either too early or too late. It just sucks, right? Uh huh. It gets and burnt, or gets burnt, right, right. And, and uh, at least for higher end restaurants, it's even bigger stake because you can't say, "Oh, sorry, our new guy screwed up the octopus today." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure the ingredients are very expensive too. Yes, yes, yes. So, what do you mean by you're no longer the new guy? Oh, uh, uh, when people um, not not stop being patient, but like they. They just have higher expectations for you. Like you can't rely on, oh, this is new for me, even though it's only been like a few weeks or to a month, because they everyone is relying on you to, you know, get your shit together basically. Like whatever it is that you do that because it's a very high stress environment, like people just can't be babysitting you. So you just gotta really do your best to like get everything together. Yeah. 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 How long did that take? Uh I would say I'm still Getting used to it because, um, uh, yeah, I'm still getting used to it. I don't think I have my job uh, perfectly down. Do you yeah. feel more comfortable in it? Or? A little more comfortable, uh-huh. yeah. So that's uh-huh. that's good. So definitely showing improvements, but there's uh-huh. there's a lot to be better on. 
I think like cooking is it's like an infinite art. There's always some way you can do something better. There's always something you can be more efficient about. And even though most days are about the same, like if you think about your job that way, there's just so many possibilities to improve yourself and you know just to make a restaurant a lot better. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Do you now like also make the sushi rolls or? Oh no, not even close. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so they they want to make sure you perfect. Well, I guess one thing I'm doing is I make the staff meal almost most okay. of the days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, I think it's a way for the chefs to one see like well me to practice cooking in general, but two to like see if I can taste things because like. If the staff meal is bad and they don't want to eat it, then they're like, uh, you you need to work on a lot of stuff. But um, so I try to make sure uh, every Wednesday is, uh, I guess, our more relaxed days. So I I have more time to like, you know, make something more extravagant. And so like the other day I made a Taiwanese steamed pork bun. Oh, I miss those so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, another day I did something more fun was, it was like Vietnamese sandwiches, banh mi's. Oh, yes. Yeah, especially for uh, these Japanese chefs because of all their food they like to cook is mostly Japanese. So when they do family stuff, you know, it's usually, you know, more Japanese, Korean style. And so I just, you know, come in and it's not professional grade, but uh-huh. it's, it's just something uh-huh. different, right? Do you think that would like eventually get on the menu? Um, Have well, some diversity. I think it depends because it, it depends because um, a lot of Japanese because it's still sushi, right? Yeah. And we we are still a kind of a traditional restaurant. We want to make sure our ingredients aren't too maybe not too yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but that depends. Uh-huh. Maybe maybe I'll one day I'll uh-huh. try to make something. That, <laughs> introduce uh, yeah, introduce yeah. something new or. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Or, or let's see, a lot of um, a lot of French and Japanese. The first course is usually called a muse bouche, uh-huh. and it's like a. It's not on the menu, but just everyone who sits down gets gets one of these, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, it's not anything sushi related. It's usually like a egg tofu or a sesame tofu. So just something to is start edamame off the course. part of that? No, edamame no, is okay. not part of that. So okay. it's like, let's see. I'm not very like, well versed. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, imagine oh, it's, this winter was very cold, right? So when uh-huh. you step into our restaurant, the first thing we want to give you is something hot, mm-hmm. so you warm down, and then it kind of prepares your appetite for what's what's coming. Um, similarly, if it's a very hot day, and when people come into our restaurant, we want to give them something a little cold, or not cold, but like cool, so that they can cool down and then cool that de- cool their body and then. You know, have the sushi oh, after. So it's like stuff. It's like stuff we think about just to yeah. prepare someone's appetite for the, you know, the main courses. Yeah. So so that's that's what I. That's another one of my responsibilities. Are you determining the order uh, of oh, not, those not dishes? <laughs> just um, just figuring out like what, well, basically the first impression of our restaurant. Oh, okay. You know, when people sit down, we give them a course to kind of, you know, pull them down just to be like, hey. You know, brighten their taste buds a little bit. Yeah. Know. Are you starting to get more and more responsibilities as yeah, I think so. the weeks yeah. are going by? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When do you slowly, think you'll become like a very chef. long time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but it's for good reason. I think. Um, I think it's for a good reason because if you think about it, like rice, for example, uh, at sushi restaurants, it's like a trade secret. It's oh, like yeah, it's I like so. imagine <laughs> Google's search algorithm, right? Like that. <laughs> That stuff's like locked up in multiple multiple cages or whatever. But um, 
So, so because rice is so important, you have to basically prove that you're worthy, like worthy of being taught it. So it it will take a while. It will take uh-huh, a while. Uh-huh. How did all the other chefs arrive at that restaurant? Um, so our restaurant has been around for two years now. It was started by uh, our chef, um, our head chef Yoshi, and another chef who came from Brestaroka, I believe. Yoshi-san used to work at Juobanko and earned a couple of um, Michelin. He was the ex- executive chef there. And, you know, they won a lot of Michelin stars. And then eventually he wanted to branch out and kind of open his own restaurant, do his own menu, and work with fish that, you know, he wants to and really expand his creative horizons. So they've been around for two... They've been working together for two years. And now we have a third chef. And I think starting around January. And then I came in around February. Um. Were you able to talk to them about how unique your case was? Or is this actually something a lot of chefs have gone through where they weren't initially like uh-huh, set out uh-huh. to become a sushi chef? Yeah, yeah. Well, our head chef, Yoshi-san, he, he's been working since uh, 15. Oh, wow. So in Japan, you, ha- you don't have to go to high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can go enter the workforce immediately after their middle school equivalent. Yeah. My other chef, I think he was a helicopter pilot. Oh, Before, wow. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. So he has a license and everything. And then one day he was like, I don't think this is for me either. Uh-huh. And then, you know, he started learning how to cook in Japan. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite a lot of people go into um, becoming a sushi chef, mm-hmm. maybe later on in their careers. Maybe, yeah. It's definitely an art that takes a long time, though. Is that why you think yeah. they were able to relate to your story and really yeah, take you under maybe, their wing? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think... <laughs> The cooking industry, I think a lot of, so many people come from different backgrounds. Like a lot of people uh, go straight to the workforce when they're young. Maybe some people go to culinary school and then graduate. And then some people, or some people just learn on their own. So it's it's really fascinating hearing everyone's story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how are your friends and family reacting now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, let's see. My family is, uh, they're very supportive. They always talk to me. They always ask me questions. They're like, hey, how are you doing? You know, they always try to cheer me up if I'm ever feeling low or, you know, always. Same with my very close friends. Like, there are a few close friends that always message me, like, about every week just to be like, hey, how are you doing? Or what are difficult times of the week or very good times of the day or, yeah, good times of the week. It is harder to meet up with people now because, um. I think my work schedule is different. If I get off like around midnight as on a Saturday night, that's like when my weekend starts. But yeah. at that point, everyone's already out, <laughs> maybe drunk at bars or something. Yeah, and uh, and then Sundays people are chilling and just you know relaxing, doing errands. And that's that's when my weekend starts. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sure you get this a lot. Oh, are you like burning through your savings or like yeah. what are you gonna do because you can't just volunteer your work in time. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. the next like five years, so mm-hmm. is that something that your parents or your friends always ask you? Because for me, literally everybody asks me that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I'm just uh, dipping in my savings. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm being paid minimum wage right now, which is so that's nice. Yeah, actually, because I expect not to be paid going into this. Yeah. Before coming out here, I made sure to save a lot yeah. for a while. So, well, not a lot, but just save as it much as I could. Money. Yeah. I guess my plan was I was going to keep doing this until I run out of money, yeah. <laughs> more or less, yeah. Um, I think one big transition shock to me um, 
was uh, health insurance, actually. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's my current struggle. Oh, yeah? yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something you just take, really take for granted and yeah. just don't think about. Like, yeah. I'm, I was always provided health insurance by my companies that I was working yes. at, right? Yeah. It was so easy. And yeah. it's it was not, very good benefits. Yeah, so. yeah, good benefits. Didn't seem that expensive, right? But uh-huh. now when you have to purchase it yourself, uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I totally get why people don't don't pay for it yeah. it's just yeah it's ridiculous yeah. like does it really cost that much mm-hmm. and i'm pretty healthy like do i really need it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that was definitely one of the biggest stresses transitioning into this mm-hmm. and especially because i work with knives and high heat all the time <laughs> you know i'm just like uh this... you never know yeah, yeah. yeah could happen yeah and like just being in new york it's like one of the most expensive cities mm-hmm. in the states I guess for me, it's like figuring out, okay, how much can I budget for rent? Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, especially in New York City, everything is pretty yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah. We, we moved from SF to New York. Like, oh, that's true, yeah. Expensive it's the same. city yeah, to expensive yeah. city. Like. Uh, we know how to choose them. <laughs> I know, I know. We're picking the right places. Um, I guess just to wrap it up, like, is there any advice you could give to people who are trying to pursue the same path as you or mm-hmm. wanting to become a chef? I would say, I guess, like, just always be a team player. I think that's um, something that uh, kind of like a guiding principle for me, like, throughout this whole thing is um, even if you suck, you know, just always figure out a way to contribute to at least help other people, help the team, right? Even even if they're not asking for it. Yeah, you're um, saying this just at, in any situation. Yeah, in any life, situation. Like, I think, I think so, and, yeah. Um, definitely helps a lot in the restaurant industry because, like, it, even if you shave off ten seconds for someone, they can they can use those ten seconds to do something else, right? And it, or it kind of relieves them of another stress that they have to uh, keep in keep in their head, right? So so it really helps out. But this can be for anything, right? Yeah. It, as long as you're working with other people, um, being a good team player. Just being like level-headed in high-stress environments is very, very important. I think very, very useful as well. Yeah. yeah. And um, oh, uh, I was watching uh, David Chang's Ugly Delicious on Netflix. There was one episode where he was talking about how he kind of mentioned like even even though he's so experienced with cooking, when dinner time starts, he still gets a little nervous. Uh-huh. Um, he still gets a little nervous, even though he has so much experience, right? And that really resonated with me because. You know, there's this guy, I'm a beginner, but he's, he's very experienced and he also still gets nervous when customers come, right? And I felt that that was, that was so interesting to hear um, because when he was saying, like, if you feel uncomfortable, it means there's room to grow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess uh, always look for the uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Like embrace it. Embrace it. Instead um, of shying away from that. And just, like, know that maybe if you overcome it, imagine, like, what you'll be capable of. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, are you Taiwanese? Like, I know. Yeah, yeah. Taiwan. Uh, I know. I saw your last name. I was like, that's my last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I always like try to find people with my last name. I'm like, nobody likes my last name. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah. The, the H coming before, uh, before yeah. the S has caused a lot of problems in my childhood same yeah okay i used to hate my last name (laughs) and it was like an identity crisis for Uh, me uh like since preschool people are like vicky shoe like the shoe yeah yeah yeah. um, people are like what's your last yeah i was like why is your last name like that so 
But the reason why I'm like so prideful of my last mm-hmm. name now and why I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, your last name is HSU is because uh-huh. like I guess it was around like high school when I actually or no, actually middle school, like when I embraced my last name because I met other people who had the same last name uh, and we okay. had like a Sioux clan. Oh my god. And we were like, <laughs> Yeah, and like we started making nicknames like uh, sushi. Uh, you should do that. You should actually, do that's already yeah. mine. Oh that is okay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um it'd be like that or super. Yeah. Uh, so we had oh, our clan nice. and then um it made me like really embrace my that's my funny. identity of like yeah, really like my last name. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. yeah, I I have a question. Like do do people ever ask you like is this what you ever want you want to do for the rest yes. of your life? Right? <laughs> Every All the time. Day. Yeah. yeah, to the point where now I just have like this pitch. Like not really a pitch, but uh-huh. it's just Every day people ask me that and in a way I know this is what I want to do because every time they ask that it's not like I start really doubting myself it's just more like kind of reconvincing myself too and Mm -hmm. you know I sat down with just okay no labels no nothing like just what do you want to do with your 24 hours in a day like Mm -hmm. what can you imagine yourself never getting tired of and then I started looking back at even in my happiest moments in like my job in product management, like I love product management, but the second I got off of work, I'd be just talking to my coworkers at happy hour about life. Like, uh-huh. why are you here? What are you doing? Do you enjoy uh-huh. what you're doing? Like, what do you love about life? Yeah. And that just like looking back at all those things, like in my happiest moments and in the hardest moments, that's all I wanted to talk about. And I was like, you know, if I could just talk about life 24 seven, I could die happy tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I guess for me personally, I think it's really hard to say, like, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? Because the rest of your life is a very, a very long time. For sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think, especially now uh, in our twenties, right? Yeah. Or like, um, I think every year is just can be so different. Like, yeah. well, at least for me, last year I was a software engineer and now yeah. I'm in New York, right? You yeah, you never know what really happens, right? So I try to say, I'm not saying that, oh, I don't know, but yeah. for now, this I know this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I know what I'm doing. And uh, I'm not satisfied with myself now, so I'm going to keep working at it. So yeah. that's, that's what I yeah. try to tell people. Yeah, and you like really embrace just any small opportunity or anything that strikes your interest and you actually pursue it like just you doing it as a hobby it's mm-hmm. not like you ignored it and you're like that's just gonna be like my side thing mm-hmm. you actually pay attention to it make note of it and you're like you know it'd be cool if I could do this for more hours in the day yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's also kind of how I take life too where you embrace the spontaneity because I think a lot of times like we're taught not to embrace that because mm-hmm. You got to plan your, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? But realistically, like, that's not how life works. And Mm -hmm. I don't think Mm -hmm. that's how people work in general. But we do that so it's predictable. And we like to be in control. Predictable and safe, yes. Yes. And, like, it makes you feel like you're in control and in power. And that feels good. But I started to realize it feels even better when you embrace, like, all these random acts in life Mm -hmm. and just... Like, make note of everything that pops up. If it catches your attention, it must have caught your attention for a reason, whether it be good or bad, right? Mm-hmm. And understand how that plays into your life and yeah. what you can do with that instead. Uh-huh. And then you become something even more than you could have ever imagined because, yeah, you can't possibly predict what will come in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool. 
cool. I like yeah, that. Very cool. Yeah. I'm sure everything almost feels random to you, but um, not really, right? Like yeah, in retrospect, yeah, yeah. you're like, wait, that all makes sense. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, you're totally right. Totally right. But to your friends and family, it might be like, okay, that's just random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did have a couple coworkers when I announced that I was leaving to become a sushi chef. They were like. We were that bad <laughs> to work with. I was like, no, 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 this is my thing. Like, I've been doing it for, you know, as a hobby for like two years. You know, and now I find jobs and then do it. They're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> They're like, we scarred you for life. That you're just leaving the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like that. I mean, I I enjoy software engineering, and um, actually the other. Like, my parents, we host a uh, math tutoring business at, yeah. in Maryland. So, if I wasn't going to do this, I was probably going to you know, help teach, out and yeah, teach, teach that them. and teach programming to, like, high school kids or something. I was kind of like, this is this is something that I really want to uh-huh. want to do. Speaks to you more. Mm-hmm. Just a little uh-huh. more. Not like teaching's a bad thing, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaks to me personally more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'll see, like, where that takes you. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope... To see you yeah. have your own like sushi shop or something. <laughs> I'm gonna stop uh, one by. day, one day, many years after. <laughs> thanks so much. Yeah, no, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you have a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it's like very hard for just anybody with what people would say is a solid job mm-hmm. to like completely change your direction. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and like take yeah. on something completely new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still figuring it out. So. <laughs> yeah, we all are. I don't think it ever ends.